<laughs> All right, we are live after much technical issues. I apologize, everyone. Um, try to use the software to go live into our ad leaks groups and just have been having problems with it, so I need to get with the company. Anyway, we are live with James Van Ellswick. How's it going, buddy? What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. It'd be better if this technology would just work, that's for sure. The story of my life. I need to check out that live that you did with that huge buff guy the other day. I didn't get a get a watch. Wow. That. This guy's intense, man. He's gonna be a massive celebrity. He uh he's already at two hundred forty thousand followers uh, on YouTube. He did ten years in prison and he lives by like a moral code and a set of principles and values that is more intense um, and focused than anyone I know. Like he like literally talks about how he avoids pleasure because how it helps him build as a person. Like he gets up at 2.45 in the morning, he eats food that doesn't give him positive flavor. He meditates, he does go, goes through his gratitude, like really hard. one of the few people that like completely, uh, completely motivates me to go harder. Hmm. What is he, is he just a YouTube guy? Yeah, what? so after he got out, um, he started doing training, personal training and stuff like that. And he started putting out like just amazing content, almost daily, 10 minutes, talking about like learning lessons and principles that he learned from being locked up. Mm -hmm. um, and he just went viral quick because he's so real and authentic, just no bullshit about what he went through and what you can take that into your life. And he's just like motivating. You watch his shit for like literally two minutes, three minutes, and you're like, yo, I'm gonna try harder today. I, I think he'll be a huge celebrity. Wow, it's interesting. Yeah, I have to check that out. It looks like a good one. Let's talk about you. Tell us a little bit. So I, I've known you through Tim for quite some time. I remember back in the day I first saw you. It was on some stage or something. It was iStacked. Um, and I think it was kind of big when you were big into solar, but it's probably been a couple of years. So I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you got started out in the solar industry, correct, as an affiliate? Or is that yeah, I mean, um, it depends how far back you want to go, right? Like, um, I started the digital marketing stuff when my call center business failed. I had grown call centers very, very large. I've been generating leads for myself. And then my last one failed. I went completely belly up, broke, was literally sleeping in, in my own leased BMW and no play. Like I'd lost everything. Like mm -hmm. I went really not balling, but had like strong, strong cash, had a multi hundred person company and kept pushing it all in until I lost it all plus debt. And then right around that time, um, I started advertising on Facebook and it was like three weeks after you're able to advertise on mobile newsfeed. And I was able to make it work there with student debt leads. So I moved to South America to like stack up my bankroll again because I had no money and I had to like get back in the game and then um, kept grinding as an affiliate until I found solar. Um, and then we built our own offer. So we became definitely like one of the top three or four largest solar lead generators, um, built a media buying team in Israel. And then we've really transitioned now more into e-commerce, also French lead generation and a lot of different stuff. You know, I've got an ad agency, education business, just kind of took all the different parts of media buying and then built business around them. So how many businesses do you have right now? It's a bunch, dude. Um, it's really a bunch. Let me like actually pick it out for a second. So it's like five, five, five. How many, like how many employees do you have that encompass across that spread? I would say about 55, 55, roughly 55. Yeah. Wow. Um, I've got a, a 
at like an agency, creative agency, does websites, videos, creative stuff like that in Ukraine. Um, got a media buying agency that focuses on natives and TikTok ads. Um, got my EDU business, uh, Geek Out EDU, doing the education stuff, um, and have a few e-commerce businesses, um, like brands that I own with a partner. And then also I have a French lead generation company where we generate mainly home improvement leads in, in France. So, so if you could do it, so some, if you could do it all over again with what you've learned, which, which path would you go eat brands, agency, education? Like what would you say? No, honestly, like, like where I'm at now came out of difficulties. So this was like the, if that's what you could do, because it's like, I wanted to really focus on um, dealing with my own, business ADD and love of being an entrepreneur by doing multiple entities to like create multiple streams of income, create redundancy to keep me interested in things. I feel like sometimes if you have one business, you like fall too in love with it. So you don't see it correctly. You become too obsessed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what happened. I made a bunch of them. Like lead gen is great. It's easier to get someone to fill out a form than it is to buy something. You know, if I can get 30 bucks for someone to fill out a form, it's easier than getting someone to whip out their credit card for 30 bucks. Yep. Downside is, caps, hours of operations, holidays, uh, geo restrictions, your call centers need to close leads. Whereas like e-com 24 seven, 365 worldwide. So I, I, I like both of them. You know, I really, I really do like both of them. Um, but I think e-com is better for long-term because you can actually build up something with equity and value. It's kind of hard to sell lead gen business unless you're like a monster. Right. Um, the education business is passion project. I like it. it. Helps build my network, meet people. That's fun. Um, creative agency is fun because it gives me a chance to like dig in and create, look at things, and try to figure out cool ways to make things that still have a high level of like the basic conversion principles, but not look ugly. So it's like a fun challenge for me to do something somewhat artistic and figure out how to take. You know, because ugly works, but I've been able to find out with like really good employees in Ukraine that are real smart and creative, find ways to do things that aren't ugly that still convert. So that's been, that kind of scratches that itch, you know, so. Creative is such a necessity now, like in, in the last, I would say we, even in the last year, year and a half, it's become more vital just because, you know, Facebook keeps restraining and more media buyers come in. Creative is basically the first thing that gets you to stand out. So I... Uh, that's where I'm trying to shift our agency as well. It's trying to get more into creative, more photography, more videography, editing, because it, it's, if you don't have that piece, it makes everything else extremely hard. I mean that, and also I just don't think that outside of creation, like outside of zero to one thought, the other roles are super replaceable by computers. Like at the end of the day, I feel like us as media buyers that do data analysis, we're the closest to the chopping block of being replaced by robots because we're just measuring data and computers are going to do it better. Where if you're creative, if you can write copy, think up angles and ideas and design mm -hmm. concepts, that's something that computers are not going to catch up to for a long time. And it's the biggest lever. Like right. talk about solar, like I remember when I talked about solar with iStack, it was probably three years ago, four years ago, whatever. You used to be able to like change something with bidding or like things like this that would have a huge effect on a campaign where it's not like that anymore at least for me like if i want to have a huge effect on a campaign it's going to come via a landing page or a creative not via a, a bidding technique or things like this mm -hmm. sure
Right. So are you guys main, mainly focused for traffic? What is your main traffic source? Are you kind of well diverse? I know you said TikTok and native. Yeah, we're pretty well diversified, but my focus is definitely on native advertising just because they want my money. They don't screw me over all the time. I don't need to deal with like the emotional hiccups up and down. Um, you know, just, it's a lot, dude. Like if you add it up, like, especially when you have a large number of employees, right? It's, it's one thing if you're like by yourself and you lose your ad accounts, but you don't have real overhead. But when you have a number of employees and your revenue center is screwing you over, it, it has like a different thing. And I always look at it like, if I had a shoe store, like if my relationship with Facebook was me as a shoe store owner as opposed to an advertiser, if I had a vendor that was like, hey, some days I just don't want to sell you shoes and I'm not going to tell you why, but <laughs> yeah. then I yeah. wouldn't buy shoes just from that person. You know, yeah. like that's just not the way to do biz. So I feel like natives, at least there's stability. Um, and also it's, it's less competitive, you know, like less people are fighting against you. And I think it forces you to find broad offers, which in the end is what I want. I want big, broad offers that have large scale that can make a bunch of money where on Facebook, it allows you to be kind of niche. Yeah. I, so like even yesterday I got hit with my third ad account ban and I've always got them overturned, but yesterday I got hit with another one and it was a casino gambling app. Uh, emailed rep, got that overturned within two hours, which was really nice, really quick. But then later I got hit in with like a copyright violation from some page that I'm on that I don't even post on. And then I got a message like, Happen this happens again, we're going to delete your profile. And it's like, so I immediately went and I just removed myself from a, every single page and every single business manager because I don't know what these people post. So like now every time I'm going to go run ads, I'm going to literally go put myself on the page and then remove myself when I'm done. It's just, it's crazy. No, we started a few years ago every time that we stopped using an ad account or stopped using ads we just deleted it because we started seeing retro bands where we went out and be using an ad account for a year and then all of a sudden all the ads in that ad account went into some type of retro got banned and then flagged up my whole dm it's just <laughs> i think now that there's this ai an increased ai in monitoring our ads there's just increased yeah. errors but they're like dangerous errors for a lot of us, you know, like even like with my geek out edu stuff, like totally harmless. I don't do a lot of uh, like hardcore make money online type of advertising. It's all about actually like marketing and whatever. I still need to use the word profit and stuff because this is the metric that we measure by. And it's like they ban these accounts, which is like kind of okay. I mean, it is what it is, but then you lose like time, you lose like your pixel audience. It's frustrating to always have to keep rebuilding. Fortunately, though, it seems like you can get accounts back quick. Yeah. Like you lose them, but then you get them back. But like, what does that do to the algo? And what does that do to your day of spending when it's shut for a day or two? It's just, yep. it's not optimal. No. But obviously, we don't give a shit because it's not like there's any less people coming onto the platform or wanting to pay. Like, right. not hurting them, you know? They're so, yeah. Let's talk about, so Geek Out, you guys are an official Ad Leaks partner. Yes, sir. Uh, I know Tim is, knows you very, very well. Uh, tried, true, and vetted. So I am not as familiar. I know, I, I believe, and this is more educational for me as well, Geek Out is basically you're doing that with Nick, correct? That's like correct. A yeah. Nick Shackelford just this year, like he's been my road dog on it for two years, but we officially this year are making Nick a partner. Um Geek out really, as I said, it's, it's not even like a good moneymaker, to be honest. Like I actually lose money on these events sometimes. So it's like really, it's legit a passion project. And it was basically the idea that 
our friends, our family, our wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, they don't want to hear about this shit. My wife doesn't want to hear about clicks or ROAS. And I wanted to create somewhat of a community where people could geek out and talk about our nerdy shit together and like connect over that because we we do a cool thing, but it's pretty isolated and the communication super isolated to like Skype and Facebook groups. So I wanted to create something that would bring people together in person and let everybody like hang out and talk about what we love face to face. And it's gotten like cooler and cooler, you know, it's, um, it's attracted a very advanced crowd. Um, it's a lot of people that are willing to share and are like opening up their laptops. Like I can't tell you now, almost every event, people are like breaking off and they all have their laptops open and they're showing each other the stuff they're doing and helping each other. Mm -hmm. So it really has turned into a cool community thing. It's fun. I'm always adding in shit that I give, a, like the stuff that I enjoy, whether it be, escape rooms or doing meditation this time we're doing an event we're going to give out to the homeless we have an event in february actually i hate pitching things but i'll say it. end of february i think february 23rd through 24th and it's for e-commerce brands but we want to add in like a lot of extra stuff you know so we do like speed networking so everyone can really get to know each other we do an escape room so there's like a lot of bonding donating money and then buying food and then going and passing it out to the homeless in la uh, a smash room where you break a bunch of stuff. This is all on top of two days of solid learning, you know? So it, it's a lot about just hanging out with other people that are into what you're into, you know, and connecting. Cause I feel like digitally we're really separated, you know? And I think that everybody really likes chilling, you know, and meeting other people and doing stuff together. So the geek out thing is, is definitely one of my favorite businesses, not the most profitable business, but my, my most fun business. Is that the event that the post, that kind of blew up the other day in ad buyers. Is that? Yeah. So no, this is separate. Um, I'm doing an online training for natives, right? Because of what we're talking about, basically like everyone is bitching about getting screwed over by Facebook, getting screwed over by Facebook, you know? And it was, it was actually Albert Einstein who said like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And like, um, about like 18 months ago, I think it was, although I'm not good with dates, Myself and 11 of my employees were removed from the Facebook platform. Our personal profiles were removed and for like 30 days. And we were locked out of our business manager. Our business manager was still spending. And when we got unlocked, I just said, like, I'm not going to keep going back. Like I'm an abusive relationship. Like I'm getting basically beat up <laughs> and I'm going right back to the partner that's beating me up. Like I'm just, I'm not going to keep doing this. And I put a lot of focus on transitioning to other traffic sources. And all I see now in all of the groups is just complaints about Facebook, Facebook. And my whole thing is like, look, you're not going to move 100% away from Facebook, but it feels really nice for me personally to know that 30% of my traffic, maybe 40% of my traffic isn't dependent on Facebook. And it's not that hard to do. So I'm doing, it's a, a three day, uh, probably about three hour sessions at a time training for people that are running on Facebook especially e-commerce and lead gen, how do you like transition easily and profitably some of your budget to natives? So you at least get some of your money off of Facebook. So when your accounts get banned, you still have some money coming in. And then eventually, hopefully you get pretty good at it and you find like new traffic and new pockets. Like some people aren't buying on Facebook, but they're buying on natives or vice versa, remarketing. Like there's just a ton of opportunity that, um, I think would make everybody's life a little bit better if they just kind of diversified a little bit. So we're trying to help people out with that. Right. We tried, 
I don't I don't run native. I ran it probably about fifteen hundred dollars in spend about two months ago through uh, the Verizon when they right after they switched from Gemini. And we basically did it for a real good brand that we pull. You know, we spend hundred to two hundred k a month on Facebook. We pull four x, five x. We just basically set up retargeting only. Spend fifteen hundred bucks and couldn't even get one goddamn sale. Wow. So wow. I, I mean, I was like, geez, I can't even get any sales. You know, on retargeting, like on one day add to carts, like. So I, I would be really, really interested to, to kind of see how that transition looks and like, you know, what it all entails. Because I don't under, I don't. I, I mean, is it long form content that you guys see doing the best, or like? Yeah, it's almost always advertorials, pre-sales. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, like, ninety percent of the time when you crack a pre-sale on native, it will do better on Facebook than running direct. So, like, I use native for a few different things. Step one is I use it to test all of my pre-sales and assets, right? Because even if I want to test images, for example, I'll run it on Taboola. I'll set the distribution of clicks Thank to be spread out evenly and then see it you know without without the algorithm picking where they want to sit back. see it there you go yeah you back okay yeah you close for a minute there um so i use it for testing stuff and then also um so when you test something so like let's say i have a let's say I, let's say i have cuz most of these people obviously in this group aren't doing native they're doing facebook so i have a banging offer let's just say i have a i don't know a, a clothing brand that's crushing it we're hitting 5x spending half a million bucks 5x a month how do you you craft basically a, a pre-sale offer of saying like buy two get one free or like no it's gotta be something you gotta take a look at like what's happening there right so the people are reading something you know they're not as warm as they are on facebook the clicks are cheaper you're gonna pay way less for a click but they're not as warm so the idea of a pre-sale which is something that's very like affiliates we've been using it forever right that's our tool it's basically like they're reading about something and then I'll give you something generic, like top five gifts for women for 2000 or whatever, right? It's something that just is readable. It attracts their interest. They come over, they read. And in the process of reading, you're helping sell them because you, you grab them with a click, something that brought them to you. Then you're selling them and then you bring them to the offer page. You know, And what's interesting is by having that pre-sell, not only are you giving a chance to warm them up and sell them something, but the people that sit and read that pre-sell are super good to be remarketed on Facebook, you know? Um, so for me, it's very much a give and take omni-channel thing. Like I remarket people that come from native. I remarket on Facebook. I remarket people that are on Facebook and then I remarket them on native. So it's like, I'm constantly having kind of a give and take between the two of them. But the key, the, the biggest hurdle that everyone kind of is scared of when they go to native ads or where they have like a lot of their issues is that the reporting um, and the ability to look at the data, it's not in the dashboard accurate like Facebook is. You have to use a third party tracker, which isn't difficult, but if you don't do that, you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to make it work. Um, so, it's something that people have to get over. The nice thing about it is compared to Facebook is, look, there is an algorithm, right? But it's so small of an effect that it's still basically something manual. Like you're buying for X and you're selling for X and you're gonna pocket the margin. It's not like a black box. So like when you try to scale, for example, it's not like your ROI just goes to shit. 
everything still kind of holds back to manual rules. And I, I make all my media buyers start buying on native so they can actually learn how to buy media. Yep. You know, really like learn like the base metrics because Facebook is so easy now. You don't really learn. You just kind of upload and try and it takes time. Where on natives, you actually have to learn like the base elements. So I think I it's- say, I would say you have a way better media buyer. What's that? Starting with native and then transitioning to Google or transitioning to Facebook, you'd have a way better media buyer on your team. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I look at the people that I've hired as well or people I've trained, the dudes that started out with AdWords always end up being good at almost everything. Like, yeah. like a good AdWords guy will figure out other shit. Right. A good Facebook guy may not crack natives or AdWords. You know what I mean? But yep. usually someone who's good at natives, they understand how to sell because it's copy based. They understand bidding metrics and an auction. You know, it's, uh, I like it too, because it's measurable. It, there's like very little guessing. It's like, okay, I can measure my headline and my image and my landing page, my offer page, my publishers, and I'll just make decisions on this. I have a landing page, 200 clicks, not converting, pause. I have an image, X amount of impressions, pause. Right. Where Facebook, it's like, set it up, let it run, let the algorithm hit, give it three days, like all this shit where um, it's not as easy to optimize uh, with math. And I like things that are dependable, especially for training media buyers. It's hard to train someone to feel something intuitively as opposed to like, hey, measure kill or measure scale, you know? How, how, how difficult is it for somebody that comes from Facebook? And we just kind of talked about it, but as far as to learn and train and actually get something that's working, hitting and becoming profitable, that mentality with a Facebook ad buyer obviously is so different. How, how does that kind of look? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's the same on Facebook or on natives as it is on Facebook. If something is a great offer, that shit will probably work almost everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're crushing on Facebook, you should be able to crush on one of the native networks. If it's something on, on Facebook where you're like struggling and you're like, hey, I hope it works on native, you might have a battle on your hands. You know, it's 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 the better the offer is on Facebook, the better it'll be on natives. How hard is it? Me personally, I don't think it's that hard, but I think it does require effort. And what I mean by that is, it may not even take a lot of money, but it takes a bunch of testing to find the right angle, to find the right, it's all about that pre-sale. You know, it's all about what is the thing that motivates this person to buy? How are you selling them? You right. know, so it's it's different, you know? That's all I can say is, is, is it's different. Um, but I wouldn't say like it's harder, you know, and I, and I have media buyers that would say like Facebook's way harder than native ads. Right. You know, right. but I think it also depends on the kind of person you are. Right. Hmm. So let's talk, let's talk about your geek out event. Uh, the one coming up for the native, tell us about when it is who's speaking. Yeah. So it'll be myself. Um, I will be speaking about native ads, Joe Burton, who is one of the, the, He's one of the only agencies that handles specifically native advertising. Um, and he's been in the game now for like six years. Um, he's going to be talking about uh, Verizon as well as push notifications, mm -hmm. you know, push traffic. My partner on natives and also my like first and, and nearest, dearest, longest media buyer, Rita, Sharon Deco is also going to be talking about specifically Taboola. And then there's a company called The Optimizer that does the auto optimization for natives. Um, and one of their founders, Losid, is gonna talk 
about how to handle tracking and what data you need to measure, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole thing basically is going to be broken down in a way like saying, hey, this is for noobs. We want to give you the easiest, simplest, fastest way to do this. Not complex. We're not going to try to teach you advanced level shit. We just want to get you started spending money, figuring it out. We're going to make a Facebook group for 30 days after the training so that people that have questions or trying it, they can be supported by the teachers, right? We're all going to stay in there and try to like help people, you know, for 30 days to like really give everyone the best chance they can to make it, uh, to make it work. And when is the event? Uh, it is January 14 to January 17, three hours a day for three days you know online zoom training so we'll be doing everything over the shoulder and then also question and answer mm -hmm. um, i don't want to say informal because it's it's very well put together but informal in the sense that we want to have an interactive thing like with questions and it's it's very noob focused like a lot of people are like i don't know anything about natives it's like well that's that's who it's for it's for someone that wants to get started from scratch it's not for someone who's already good it's for someone that's like, hey, I want the easiest way to start shifting some budget over from Facebook. Okay. What is something like that? What's what's the cost associated with it? Um, it's going to be, I mean, you can do individual sessions, but I would recommend buying the whole thing for $999. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that's an AdLeaks member, I'm sure we can work out a, uh, a discount or so for you guys. I'll, I'll get you a uh, AdLeaks discount. Yep. And um, see if we can do something like that. Because I really just want people to hop on and, and just stop seeing the frustration with Facebook and be like, hey, there is another option out there. There's massive amounts of money being spent every day here. People are doing huge things, you know, especially for e -com. How do you rank in terms of uh, the different networks? So like in my scenario where I tried, uh, you know, Verizon. Hard. I, I, I'm not Verizon first. Like, listen, I was one of the first people on that fucking platform. Like, literally one of the first, 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 and I really crashed. Like I made, at first I lost a bunch of money. I remember specifically losing like 65,000 trying to figure it out. And because I'll just fucking try till I'm dead. Uh, but then once I figured it out, the money was stupid. Like really like 200, 300% ROI. Mm -hmm. um, once they started switching things around with mobile and like kind of defeating, allowing us to have premium traffic, I didn't like it as much. I have some friends and I have some affiliates that are super specialized in it. But me personally, I'm a Taboola fan through and through. Taboola number one, Outbrain number two. Now, obviously, they're combined. Obviously, I have a company in Israel. They're Israeli companies. I've been hanging out over there a bunch with them. Um, I believe it's good, stable, non-trash traffic. Um, High-end publishers, people that have money. MSN, Fox News, AOL, like real, there's real traffic out there. You know what I mean? So, what traffic do you think? Look, I don't think that much. Now, let me take that back. Okay. If you're going with tier one, I don't think that much. I don't think really much more than Facebook. Once you get into mobile and you get into tier two, I think there's a bunch of trash. Like everybody talks about how much bot traffic there is. It depends on the network. You know what I'm saying? Like some networks have a shit ton of trash. Or even if you're like you're on Taboola and you're getting a bunch of push traffic, but it could be problematic. But if you're going there and, and working on premium pubs, you're not going to have that much. I think there's a lot of bot traffic on Facebook that people don't pay attention to or don't even notice, but it's it's mm -hmm. all bot traffic. You know what I mean? So, so when you say push traffic, because it's the second time you've said that, for me, I think push, push notifications. Yeah, exactly. 
So how does that work with native? How are you doing push notifications? What, what? They'll sell push via the platform. Like you can get push traffic on Tula. You know what I mean? Like they, they offer push traffic in their selection of traffic, you know? So it's just like a pop-up that happens when you go to a site and it says, oh, check this yeah. out. Yeah, push traffic. Listen, it works great for some things. Like really like every click has a value, right? Like it may not be as good as a Google search click, but it may still have a value. It's a lot cheaper, you know, and it's being able to harness that. The difference between buying on the native platforms and buying I kind of from a more affiliate point of view, less Facebook point of view is just the idea of the earning per click and the cost per click. Like that's all that really matters. Um, what does, you know, what does it generate? Maybe it's a one cent click that you pay, but it generates two cents. Well, that's better than a fucking $3 click generating $4. You know what I'm saying? Like, EPC. I haven't heard that since affiliate like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I still live in that world. dude. Like to me, it's still the major metric. Like no one uses it in Facebook oh. anymore, but like, at the end of the day, what's more important than that earning per click, you know? And I, I mean, I still use it now. I do e-com. Of course, we talk about ROAS, right? But even now when I'm looking at measuring other metrics, I'm still always using EPC because at the end of the day, that really is everything, you know? Hmm. No, no one thinks about it on that. No, no one talks about EPC anymore. I bet nobody even here hardly knows it. If, you, if you've heard of EPC, comment. How many people know it? I... Yeah, that's great. <laughs> the EPC, RPC, letter rip. What's RPC? Revenue per click. Oh yeah, duh. Okay, duh. Fucking yeah. <laughs> no, and I always interchange them. You know, everyone interchanges them, but to get specific, it's RPC. But they, yeah, that's all I look at. Like, uh, is the cost per click too high, or is the revenue per click too low? Like, you know, because it really dissects it properly. You know, mm -hmm. when I'm trying to troubleshoot something, yeah, but the revenue per click is too low. So it's like, okay, what can I do? I can increase the conversion rate of the page, or add upsells like literally like if you look at ecom and you get a revenue per click that you're using as your metric there's like a lot of different ways to increase it you know it's, right. it's the what, basic metric what are you building your landing pages on you build them all, yeah we build them all in-house custom everything so how does somebody that ecom stores so somebody that's on shopify that doesn't have the developer mentality background what do you recommend if somebody's watching and they're looking to get in a native what is a platform out there that click funnels to build pages or what's the you know wizzy wizzy w-i-z-y w-i-z-z-i dot io such a great solution that i wish i had like five years ago it's literally like a pre-made advertorial slash listicle builder so it's a drag and drop. So you just type in the content, add the images, and then publish, and you have a brand new page. It's mm -hmm. such a good, it's such a good software. It's owned by Ryan Scabelli, who's really he's one of the top native media buyers in the world. Like legit spends 100k a day, um, and he built this for his own team. And it's it's just a great tool. Like if you don't have an internal team, you can like literally give the logins to your copywriter and be like, here, just make me new pages. And it allows you to drag and drop. So let's say you want to split test like five top headlines and five different types of buttons. All the buttons are preloaded. So you can just kind of drag and drop, publish, and start pushing traffic to it. It's an amazing tool. What's something like that cost? 100, 200, 300? You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a you know, monthly, yeah, probably 200, 300. But I, honestly, I don't really know. 
I'm fortunate that he gives me a login and that's what I use. <laughs> He's a homie. Uh, uh, is there a certain amount of spots available for this thing? Yeah, I mean, we want to keep it under 100. We probably already sold 40-some. So so, yeah, I'd say about got 50, 60 left. Because you yeah. get more than that, then people can't really ask questions while it takes too right. long. You know what I mean? So, and usually everyone buys the last like seven days beforehand. Like, so it's, it's like, it'll, it usually sells out pretty quick. Oh, look, someone just posted wizzy.io pricing. There you if go. If you guys have questions, because we got about 15, 20 minutes left, drop your questions, especially if it's anything to do with this training coming up uh, in the comments. Do you want to drop? Do you want to just send me the, if you send me yeah, the link? Yeah, I got you link. Let's see. Good idea. I'm very bad about pitching these things. No, I should probably do it too, but no, I, I don't know. I don't like it. It's not something that uh, I should do the lot. I mean, I just in time I need to diversify this Facebook. The Facebook shit's got me just bonkers. Like I couldn't sleep last night. It's like one more copyright violation. And I'm shut down. <laughs> it's no, like listen, dude. Honestly, tell me that sometimes you're not a little bit scared to open up your laptop or turn the oh, computer. But that's like fucked up. It shouldn't be like that. That's that's my whole point of all of this shit. Is like. Why do I go through this? Mm -hmm. When there's other options out there, yeah. Even if you're gonna go and bust your head for six months, it's not like you you'll make any less money. You still have the ability to spend six figures a day. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people out there are like cranking and they're like, "Oh shit, I want to spend a million dollars a day." Whatever. Okay, stay on Facebook. It's cool. But if you want to spend a hundred k a day, even you're able to do it somewhere else where they don't shit on you. Like, for example, millions and millions in spend years and years of fucking doing this i've never had an ad account banned ever not one fucking time have i not been able to spend money if i send something in and it's no good they just tell me like yo that's not approved you know that's it like hey here's what you, they, they literally tell you hey, here's what you need to fix there you go. all right yeah I'm gonna send you the link in the because uh, i can't post it on the group so i'm gonna send you the it link. does make a difference like if you can get in you know i know like with facebook like I, I have two, we have a couple different reps actually, but we don't really have a, an agency rep. I just have access to a lot of different reps that just, you know, through brands and stuff. Um, and they basically do, you know, do whatever. So like I emailed the one yesterday within two hours, submitted a ticket and it's so much quicker for them to submit a ticket because they know that you're dealing with a rep that your shit gets turned around. I mean, within two hours, our ad account was unbanned. Like other people sit for 21 days, you know, and wait. Yeah, totally. Look, there's more availability in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So like, I'll give you an example at my events, almost always, I just invite them to come and hang out. If anybody wants to talk to them and get a rep, like at my last event, because they want the business. Right. So I'm just like, I don't need you guys to sponsor anything. Just come down and like, I'm going to say you're here and then chat with everybody so that they can like get help doing it. Cause they want to make money. Right. Like, they, they need people to join. The more you spend and the better you do. So they're not like trying to avoid, you know, if you even got a little bit of hustle, you just get on LinkedIn, just hit them up. Like, hey, I'm getting started. I spend on Facebook, especially if you already spend decent money on Facebook. Like I'll give like a little hack here, but whenever you want to rep anywhere, even with Facebook, you just tell them you want to move the, your money from their competitor. So you say like, hey, I'm spending a lot of money on Facebook, but I want to move my budget to Taboola. Or hey, I'm spending uh, I'm spending a bunch of money on uh, you know Facebook, but I want to move to Google or whatever it is. You always want to move over to their competitor. 
and it always gives you like help. I just hit people up on LinkedIn, a little screenshot of what I'm spending, and I almost always get a rep this way. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I saw on your one um, that one that one argument post or whatever you posted all the pictures at all <laughs> all the different offices. Yeah, because this dude's like trying me like I'm some scumbag, like that I don't even know how to buy media, and I'm like, dude. No, I'm like, come on, what the fuck? I've been doing this forever. It's how I make my living. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, I mean, let me show you. Like, they're not asking me to hang out at these offices because I'm fucking teaching people how to do it. It's because I spend fucking bread. Right. Yeah. Well, even like I still call, like I've been doing Google ads for 10 years probably. And I still call it Google AdWords, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to call these things. Listen, I call it natives. I made that thing up. There is no natives. It's native ads. Like someone called me out on it like probably a year and a half ago, but I've just been calling it the same shit forever. You know, it's like they changed names. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, I don't know, dude. Like I've, I've been the first win on first in on a lot of these platforms, you know, and I've watched it change. I've been on Facebook since there before there was any type of conversion event. I was there at OCPM like three weeks after mobile newsfeed hit, like there was just right hand side. I was in that shit from the beginning. So mm -hmm. when some fucker is trying to call me out, like this isn't my shit, it's like, dude, I've been doing this shit forever. You know what I'm saying? Since since you could, you know what I mean? Like this is my shit. Yep. If you guys have questions, drop them in the window, especially in regards to the event. Um, so how does how does that work when you have a hundred people? Does everybody like? I've never been in a Zoom that big. I guess more than like three. How does that work on a Zoom? Yeah, there's like a Zoom meeting style, you know what I'm saying? It's like a different platform so you can bring people up or not, you know? It's kind of like what we were trying to get work that didn't fucking work. Yeah, similar to this, I think. But hopefully it'll work better. Hopefully that's not what happens on my, my thing. Yeah. The fucking crowd, yeah. So, you know, another thing I'll chat about that um, I'll be releasing a documentary on, but I'll share it here as well. So it goes back to like the teaching thing. Um, this year, in California, I did a, uh, a charity school for people that came from difficult hardship situations, like just got out of jail, physical handicaps, um, women leaving abusive husbands, et cetera. And myself and a bunch of other marketers. Lost him again. He'll be back. There he is. We're back. Uh, yeah, shit. I heard so, physical handicaps. That was the last yeah, Well, um, we took people with different difficulties right mm -hmm. um people that were like their parents were illegal immigrants that got deported they had to stay here like a bunch of people going through hard times and for two months we taught them how to media buy and then i got them a job uh at the end of two months so other affiliates and other marketers came and we just we taught them every day you know what i'm saying six hours a day from scratch they'd never heard of what like a click was they were working at factories they were in halfway houses and uh, we taught them copy and everything, and then they all got hired out in, in uh, California to to become media buyers. You know, so it's oh. like, yeah, a lot of this. Anybody, lot like anybody big that is pretty big in the groups that came out of that that people would know or no? No, this is just um, we just finished teaching them. It was in June, July, but there'll be a documentary in February of the whole. I, I documented the entire thing for two months. You know, Perfect. so seven cameras multiple camera people went and did interviews with their family their probation officers you know just to like you know change lives you know like literally take somebody that 
really wasn't able to make a bunch of money and give them a skill that allowed them to make, I think they got hired at like 50, 55,000 a year or something, you know? So it was like a big, it was like a big turning point. And it was interesting to teach people who'd never, like normally when you teach media buyers, right? They're affiliates or their friend was an affiliate or they, they saw someone else doing it. These people had no idea what this was like zero, like, we had to explain to them like what a click was. And by the end, they were like, good. You know what I mean? Like we had them read copy books. We taught them about visualization and meditation and building offers, like all sorts of cool shit to just kind of help them to, to prepare them a bit for, uh, you know, corporate life. Huh. Any, no questions, huh? What the um... no, shit? No one's got no questions. Well, they almost all know how to run native. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you find the hardest part for somebody that's getting into native is <clears throat> creativity as far as in terms of like writing good content that converts because obviously when you're doing avatorials and pre-sales that has to be the biggest hurdle for some i would assume there, there's an art to it to be sure but there's also like the best spy tools ever so it's fully like you know, spying on native, and I'm not saying completely ripping someone else's shit, but understanding the things that work and then emulating that is the best way, you know? Imitation, not ripping, but starting by imitating and understanding the principles. Like, look, nothing's easy in life. You're going to have to fucking work for whatever you get, you know what I mean? But um, it's something that, if you take a look at like any business, right? Like how hard is it to get profitable in a, a normal business, a brick and mortar business, like a couple years. So it's like, do you think if you grind on native ads for a few months, you're not gonna be great at it? Of course, you know, but it's still a matter of what you put in. So it's someone that goes out, they spy, they check things out, they see what competitors are doing, they benchmark against other people in their field, see what type of headlines they're using, how they're writing the copy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. they're, gonna, they're gonna figure it out, you know? Some people have a creative knack. Some of us don't like it. One thing I learned at the school was some of the people really preferred writing copy. And I've never had a media buyer that's like, yeah, I want to write the copy. But because we did it, because we taught them in a way that it was like open to whatever, yep. then they were into it. So I think that uh, it may help people develop some skills even that uh, will really, really help them on Facebook as well. What do you think makes the biggest impact as far as making native ads work? Is it the copy? Is it the creative? Is it the placements? Is it the level of analytics to be able to know how to optimize? Obviously, it all goes hand in hand. But I, I, I think, look, always, always, the most important thing is the offer. Like that's that's the full stop is the offer. And I think that number two after the offer really is being able to sell it correctly. The headline, the image, the pre-sell. Somebody asked here, do you think the barrier to entry to native is much higher now compared to a couple years ago? Uh, yes and no. You know, yes and no. It's more expensive than it was. There are more people. Um, but, but at the same time, not that much has changed, I would have to say. Like the platforms haven't really evolved that much. Things, Some things have gotten easier with lookalikes and stuff now. I don't think the barrier to entry is much higher now. No. Do you need a large budget in financing? It depends how good or shitty your offer is. Right. It's just like on Facebook. If you have a shitty offer, you got to work months on trying to figure it out. It's the same on native ads. At the end of the day, it's cheaper. The clicks are cheaper. Right. So if you think about it to test something, 
I do everything based on testing and it's almost always by the number of clicks to something. So if I'm testing a landing page, how many clicks do I need until I feel like I have statistically, you know, relevant um, or statistically significant data to make a decision? Well, if that number is a hundred clicks when I'm testing on Facebook and the clicks are $2, well, it's 200 bucks. If on Facebook or if on native ads, it's 50 cents, then it's 50 bucks. So it's, it's pretty relative to what you are, are trying to test. If you're trying to sell a product that's $300, so to buy conversion data is $300 a pop, yeah, it's gonna be expensive as shit. So large budget and financing, I think you need less budget than Facebook, um, but it really is gonna depend on, on what your uh, product is. What up, James? I can't see the comments. Who's saying? Joe Burton, what's up, dude? How are you? Um, so based on that question, what is what do you see average cost per clicks on native which would be anywhere depending on the quality of traffic but i would say like us desktop you should be anywhere from like 30 cents to 80 cents unless you have very very shitty ctr or whatever the case may be what is a good ctr for native 50 60 cents what's a good ctr for native dude it's amazing like you can still buy traffic at like a 0.05 you know what I mean? Like it's it's way shittier than Facebook. Like hitting a one is insane. It says, uh, did you try sending traffic to a product page instead of a pre-sale? How did it work? Yes, I do sometimes, especially on remarketing, um, where I won't sell to send to a pre-sale. Like usually if the traffic is already warm, I'll send it back directly to a product page. If it's something I need to prospect, then I'll send it to a pre-sale. But it also depends on how good the product page is, right? Or how cheap is it? You know, if it's like a $15, $20 product, you probably go right to product page, no problem. You're trying to sell something for 100 bucks, you probably got to go to a pre-sale page first. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what that was. That was my wife pulling out a chair. <laughs> isn't she doing, I saw, I saw in here, isn't she doing something big in the fashion? She got like some huge fashion job or something? Yes, she works for uh, Christian Louboutin, the red bottom shoemaker, so. Oh, man, I got a story about that. I had to I had to send my wife's lube. Boutons or whatever the fuck those things are called over to France to have the plastic. She's probably listening to this. going to laugh to the, the plastic bottom put on, you know, and by the time I imported them and exported them, it was more than the shoe. <laughs> Listen, these shoes are uh, just coveted, man. She's super happy because she can get shoes for like nothing. I think she probably makes more off buying cheap shoes than she does even getting paid. Nobody wants to listen to us talk about women's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a very good point. Everyone's like, let's talk about clicks. Who, the sh who gives a shit about shoes? Uh, so what is the biggest, I guess, what is your, because obviously most of these people in here obviously don't know native. They're not running native. Obviously your, your geek out thing will help them transition. Is there anything else that they can start reading up until then or dive in and check out to really start? kind of leveraging if native is something for them or not yeah so there's a really good forum called mad society um by malandaris that i just cracked out on that when i got started and really learned like he really breaks it down um and the people are very supportive etc and also too i don't want to be like just the native guy you know what i'm saying like look i love native ads but I, you know, I love media buying in general, you know, and I think that it all adds up. Like the stuff that you learn from native, you can apply to Facebook. What you learn on Facebook, you can apply to native, et cetera. Um, this person asked, can you describe your pre-sale page, like important design, copy, et cetera, features? 
So there's a zillion different types of pre-sells, but I would say at the end of the day, nothing is going to move the dial more than the top headline and the little sub headline beneath it. That's like one of the first things that I split test, like the body copy matters to be sure. And the call to actions matter and everything else. But that top headline, that first thing they read is really what's going to make the biggest difference on performance. Um, and it needs to be something that the first, like the big top headline and the sub headline, then probably the first three to four sentences, it's not to sell them something, it's to keep them interested or to get them rolling. You want to just get them to sentence like six or seven and then start explaining to them what it's going on, you know? Right. So it's something that draws their attention and then you want to kind of uh, either agitate a problem, name a problem, agitate a problem or, or get them engaged some other way so you can, you know, get them to read the whole thing to the bottom. Well, let's um, let's let's uh, whip up an ad leaks deal. I'll post it in uh, platinum and gold. Um, Thank you. Push it for the event. Uh, the event. What is the event? There's a link up above. Um, if you scroll up, it's a geek out edu. I'll drop it one more time for him. Claire, I will drop it to you right now. And look, at the end of the day, even if you don't want to go to the event, this isn't a very good sales technique, which is probably why my event business doesn't make much money. But if you're fostered with Facebook in general and you're looking for a solution out, like even just hit me up on Messenger and I'll tell you your offer can probably work or not or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like just stop beating your head against the wall, getting banned and being upset about it. Like either do something about it or shut the fuck up. You know Today, what I mean? It's not going to stop. You know what I mean? Today, I'm putting my wife on my BM. <laughs> And then I'm I'm getting her own computer in the house. So that way, when I check ads, I do it from her profile on her BM, and I'm removing myself off of everything. Now listen, this shit. So I got so much shit vested in ad leaks and all of these groups that like if my profile goes down, like the whole units goes down. Like you know, it's just, it's fucking insanity. Listen, how many people are like completely white hat that are now buying accounts? Like the whole thing is fucked up. Like the whole the whole thing has just gotten fucked up. You know, it's it's not the way that. Uh, it's supposed to be. Hopefully, in the next year or two, it'll get better. But <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, if you guys have any questions, uh, I'll send you this video so you can post it in your group um, after the Be Live processes it, and then I'll push this to the podcast so you can check it out at podcast.adleaks if you want to just listen to it. Um, and then let me know what you want to craft if you want to craft up some uh, coffee and coffee copy and an offer for the ad leaks. We'll get that posted today. You got it, buddy. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mad Leaks. It's great talking to you, bud. Bye-bye. All right, later.